Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh, uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we've got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride on this Deal Breakers Thursday. What open phone lines for you? 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our telephone number. And Cap, it's rare, but today is Leap Day. It's the 29th of February. You don't get it very often, but get 29 days in the month of february awesome what is the reasoning behind it i've never really had the impetus to dive deep and find out why we added an extra day every four years really yeah why is it well it's there's 365 and a quarter days in the year so every it's the way the earth spins you didn't know this i did not I did not. It's 365 and a quarter. So every four years, you need to make up the quarter day by adding a day. Yes. So every year, there's a leftover five hours and 48 minutes and 56 seconds that goes unused. So why don't we just have, like, November 32nd? Um, why November? Why? You know what? Because, my birthday month. Because okay. Caesar decided <laughs> 2,000 yeah. years ago this is how we were going to do it. Yes. November? All right. You want an extra day? No, yes. no, not in November. I've got enough. I've got, you know, 30. I'm good. Yes, that's enough. Another day in your month, your birth month, that's okay. No. Another, there's not another trip around the sun for your birthday. It's a trip around Uranus. So let's, let's not do that. We go now oh. to. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> wow. Nonetheless, it is leap day, Cap. And so we got to think about our sports teams when it comes to making a big leap. You know, we talk about this all the time. You and I as sports fans want to see our teams be able to make a big leap. Mm -hmm. So the Cubs, for instance, the Chicago Cubs, Mm -hmm. as I said to you at opening day last year, I said, Cap, I think that next year you'll be able to make the leap. You were looking forward to the Cubs making that trip to the playoffs last year. I said, no, you're just a little short. This year should be the leap for the Chicago Cubs to be able to get to the playoffs. It's not because of the Bellinger signing. It's because of the council signing and then what else is to come when it comes to the Cubs. To me, because it's Jed Hoyer, Jed Hoyer is going to look at the team and say, you know what, we're pretty good. Pretty good, kid. We're going to be okay. But then when you get to the trade deadline, this time around, I expect the Cubs to be able to make that leap to say, we need that pitcher. We need that extra bat. We need this to make sure that we're able to tighten the screws for a playoff run. I think the Cubs will be able to do that. Last year, not so much, but this year, I think that this is when Jed says, okay, we're not worried about money. We're not worried about young kids. We have to be able to try to win this thing. So that's the leap I think the Cubs are going to make. Did you see the intelligent decision? Some would call it pandering, but I'd call it an intelligent decision F Scott Boris not only at the press conference, because agents come all the time, 
You know how they have, like, the head of PR. It'll be, now it's John Steinmiller up there, left the Hawks to go to the Cubs. But yeah. Brandon Faber or Scott Hagel, whoever it is in town. Yeah, before we get started, I'd like to introduce Cody is up here with his wife. That's his mother, Jennifer. That's his father, this. That's his two sons and his daughter. You know, the whole deal. And his agent over here from whatever agency. No, it didn't work that way yesterday. Scott was on the podium. It was Jed, Cody, and Scott. How about that? Well, that's... We've got to work with him going forward. Yeah. You want to be up there, Scott? Have a seat. That was smart. Well, it's just good business. Yes. But you may not like Scott Boris as a general manager or a leader of men in that Cubs organization. But, hey, Scott, this is your client. Please, please have a seat. Talk about it. Because a lot of teams would not do that. Oh, Scott Boris, man, pox on your house. You put up the cross like, oh, my God, don't put that guy in. That right. guy's the devil. No, you know, you got to work with him a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's the top of the top when it comes to him being a super agent in baseball. So, again, give him a seat. Would you like a drink? Would you like to sit down for lunch in the commissary? Whatever you like, right? It's exactly. Scott Boris. Can we get Scott some gear? Scott, you want some casual gear? Sure. 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 It's just business. That's all. That's it. That's not friendship. It's just business. So that that's is not correct. a problem. So would you agree with me that the Cubs could be able to make that leap this year that they didn't make last year? They can, they can make a big jump. The Cubs. I, I said leap. It's not. It's not. It's not jump well, day. Well, they finished one game out of the playoffs. So if they get in the playoffs, now if you tell me they win 118 games and set the all-time record, okay. If they squeak into the playoffs as a wild card, that's not a leap. They can. What was the word you used? Leap. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's leap day, in a leap year. Okay, they can leap into the playoffs. I think they're going to leap to a division title this year. How far is that leap, though? That's one step. Wait, what, is, what are your expectations? Hey, I told you, 87 wins if they get Bellinger signed. And then in the playoffs and then just see what happens, Win right? the division and then let's yeah. see what happens. Okay. So you're not saying like a certain levels of the wild no. card. You got to know the division. matchups, what your health is like at yeah. that point. That's no, true. I'm just telling you I'm on record. 87 wins and they win the playoffs. Now, let me tell you about the White Sox leap they're going to make this year. And then there's the Bulls. So wow. you take a look at this Bulls team and that, huh? Damn. Wow. Did I just tell you? <laughs> so we had Jesse on the other day for people who are not, weren't, wasn't listen, they weren't listening the other day. Yeah. When you said, any socks? Yes. I, I just, I, I, I just very, you know, very quietly. After Jesse spent nine minutes of a 10 minute hit <laughs> talking about the Cubs. Yes. I said, all right, Jess, thanks. And the hoodie goes, any socks? <laughs> I'd like to just get that in there. Just shoehorn it in there. No, yeah. not really. I just, hey, Jesse, any socks news? I just like to get it in there just a little bit. Just give me a little nugget. Give me a little kernel of, of information. Wow. Can't, can't give me anything. He just sits there and he laughs on the phone. <laughs> he does. I, I, I just, he just, I said, any uh, socks? And just, no. He just <laughs> chuckles. That's what he does about the White Sox. Wow. One thing about quickly about the White Sox is this, is that, you know, we know that um, you got to play fast this year. Fast. That's the, that's the word, the key word in 2024 over there at 35th and Beck. Play fast. All right. So then you get to the Bears. I mean, you can say anything. I mean, it's Notre Dame over there now. Now I guess all the Sox guys have to hit the sign 
there at the at the facility. Play fast. That's okay. it. Okay. All right, here we go. Okay. For what? the Bears, the new sign will say chasing greatness. Sure. Sure, why not? Because when you think about Leap Day, you think about trying to get to one level to the other. Again, you remember how Ryan Poles came in here, and he pretty much levels the franchise. You're tanking. You have three wins. Then you go from seven wins. And now the leap and the expectations are that the Bears are supposed to make a, a big-time leap with a new quarterback in place, possibly with Caleb Williams. My thought is, is this, Cap. To make that leap, I think it's pretty clear. Sometimes you just have to say it out loud. The offense really, to me, is the only thing that could be holding the Bears back from making a leap in the north. The offense. I have been um, not necessarily pessimistic, but I'm also, I think I would say I'm cautious when it comes to what's to come for the Bears. Whether it is Caleb Williams or whether it's Justin Fields as the quarterback for this football team, you have to understand that there's a learning curve either way. We are not talking enough about offensive coordinator Shane Waldron. Because of what he brings in. Now, again, you're hoping that it works out with Shane Waldron as the offensive coordinator, in which he brings in new ideas and the ball is vertical and, and there's a feeling of solid offense for the Chicago Bears, which we have not seen enough of. But I think that whether it's a rookie quarterback or Justin Fields coming back or whoever they put under center, I want what's best for the Bears, so it doesn't matter to me. But I will also say that there's still going to be a learning curve. You may be excited about the possibility of Caleb Williams being the quarterback for this football team, but he still has to learn, Cap. You would love for this to be, be turned as quickly as the Texans turned it. Hey, C.J. Stroud, you picked it up. Look, I mean, a brand new team with no expectations, and they got to the playoffs. That's great. But I still think that there's a learning curve. That's for any rookie in any position in the National Football League. College is not the pros. They're not. There might be pros playing in college, but once you get on the field, it's different. You remember Justin Fields, his first time on an NFL field. Man, the game feels slower to me. You recall this quote, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, the game? It's just it's he not said, like college. It, it, it doesn't seem any faster to me. And then he got knocked down. Oh. <laughs> One guy stood over and went, hey, how's that doing down there? I mean, a, a, a big, bold quote that everyone saw. Yeah, I'm going to look that when Justin, exact quote Justin, up. Justin said that the, the game didn't seem as fast as it did in college until you get on the field. My point is, is that for the Bears to make that leap, for them to get to the next level, I feel like the Bears will shore up their defensive line and get better as far as a pass rush. They'll sign Jalen Johnson, thank goodness, in the secondary. And so the, the secondary to me is the strength of the team, followed by the linebackers. The defensive line is going to be better. Now you're wondering, what are you going to do on the offensive line? And again, who is the quarterback? And how quickly can that quarterback be able to fit into the Shane Waldron system? We, we try to boil this down so much on this show and on the station about Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams. Who's better? Who's best? Who can get a turn quickly? Well, the leap is, is that whoever the quarterback is, can they be able to figure out what Waldron is cooking? Simple. Look, they have a chance. I, I believe Ryan Poles, with all the cap space he has, our cap guru, Shane Orling, mm-hmm. says once they do a couple of three restructures, they're going to be up 80-some to almost $90 million in space. Now, with the additional cap room everybody got because the cap went up, mm-hmm. everybody has more space, not just the Bears. I wish it was that way. I think he's going to push some of his chips in, but not all of them. 
but he's going to go get an elite center, the best he can get. He's going to get a number two receiver or a number one in DJ Moore's number two if he gets like Marvin Harrison or Neighbors. And I think he's going to add to his O-line. He's going to add a rush edge. He's going to get a safety. And all of a sudden, that team can win the division next year. I'm telling you they can. Can. I'm glad you leave that out there. He, he kept the light on there for me. Well, I didn't say they will. Yes, can. I said the Cubs will. Yes. The Cubs are a veteran-laden team with a gold-glove caliber defense. They got a chance. The Bears, they're going from three to seven and probably going to have a rookie quarterback starting. Let's find out how he plays mm. before we anoint the team, the division champ. But I'm telling you, they can win it. Are the Vikings and the Lions not playing on the road this year? Or? I mean, <laughs> the only way for the Bears to make that kind of leap that you're talking about, how they could make the playoffs, is is that they got to win games in the division. They have to. I mean, but I mean, just but they like, got a lot of talent. Like, but it can't be just like the close losses that we saw against the Detroit, well, against Detroit Lions the one they time, split. right? Yeah, the one time you got to be able to win against Minnesota. I like to see them knock that down twice and be competitive against the Packers. They split and win. with Minnesota. Yeah. They split with Detroit. Yep. Lost twice to the Packers. But I mean, just be able to sweep a couple of these, you know, series in the division. That's I think that's important. The whole schedule is important, but you want to make noise in the division if you can. That takes to me, we talk about leap day. Shay, that's a that's a leap that you could do that in the division. Well, Hoodie, I will just tell you, I I dipped into uh, Detroit radio yesterday. I wanted to see how they were talking about the division winners in the combine, mm-hmm. and one thing jumped out at me: they do not think that this is going to be some coronation. They'll just go back to back, and it's promised next year. Mm-hmm. And the biggest fear was that the Bears are moving on from Justin Fields and getting Caleb Williams. There were people doing radio in Detroit yesterday who were scared that their life is about to become a whole lot more difficult with Caleb Williams in the division. You know, you know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I have a good friend who's a diehard Packer fan. He goes, "Please keep Justin Fields. Please keep Justin Fields." (laughs) But the Justin Fields stand club around here, they want to keep rolling him back out there. We'll see. I love the passion. Man, I, let me just put a pin in this conversation and say I love the passion on either side. It's, it's, I'd rather have the passion of people on both sides of the aisle talking about what they want a quarterback than to be indifferent. I love the passion. Come at me. I, I couldn't care less. We're all sports fans. We all have different opinions. I don't stand here every morning hoping that I make sure that I massage the shoulders of every single one of our listeners with the opinion that they want. It's all, we all have different opinions. I think that ultimately we're all about trying to see what's best for the Chicago Bears, however they get there. So, I mean, this, this whole thing of being nasty or taking shots, I couldn't care less about that. I can't about wait for that. You're so right. Well, I, couldn't care. I, couldn't I can't care wait less. for it to be over. Yeah. I couldn't care less about yeah. that because, because there's passion in the city. This is what galvanizes the city. Everyone has an opinion about the Chicago Bears, but I think that the opinion uh, is pretty solid and, and pretty steady with everyone feeling that the Bears should try to take that next leap and that they all want what's best for the Bears. My whole thing, though, as I told you moments ago, I'm interested in seeing how everything works with Shane Waldron. Mm-hmm. That's something that we haven't talked enough about, about what offense he brings. Now, we saw what happened with him in Seattle. What does that look like in the Chicago Bears uniform with him with a B on his hat? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for failure. I'm not going to be pessimistic and say this won't work. I'm just saying that 
as much as many are excited about what's next to the quarterback position, whatever it is, if it's Caleb Williams, Drake May, whomever, Cap, there's going to be a learning curve. How much of a learning curve? How much of a leap can the Bears make with a new OC and possibly a new quarterback? So let's talk about this, Shay. Let's open the phone lines this morning. 312-332-ESPN. Any Sox news? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. 332-3776. We want to open the phone lines. Any Sox news? And by Any the way, I did, find that, I did find that quote that you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Justin Fields, after his first preseason game on the speed of the NFL game, it was actually kind of slow to me, to be honest. Not a smart comment. Oh, God. And he said, uh, yeah, got a couple guys hit me there. <laughs> Slow enough for you? In honor of Leap Day on this 29th of February, what's a reasonable expectation for the Bears' leap in 2024 with, it sounds like, a new quarterback? What do you think? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Again, reasonable expectations for the Bears' leap in 2024. Again, you still got to go through free agency and parts of the draft, but how do you look at the team now? With the possibility of a new quarterback in place. Positive, negative, somewhere in the in the middle. Let's talk about it. Cap and J Hood, weekday morning, seven to ten. Cap and J Hood are back. Appreciate you guys. I listen to you streaming on the ESPN one thousand app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Cap and J Hood. On ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We'll give you a shot or no shot coming up at 8 o'clock. With you till 10 o'clock, then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10 o'clock, followed by Carmen and Yurko at 12 to 3. It is Waddle and Sylvie, 3 to 6.30 into Bears Weekly with Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer at 6.30. Black and Abdallah at 7.30. Amber and Ian at 8. Then we've got NBA coverage of the Heat and the Nuggets right here on your home for sports, ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. In honor of Leap Day, what's a reasonable expectation for the Bears' leap in 2024 with, it sounds like, a new quarterback? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. In this era of shooting the messenger, because you're listening to our show every morning and all the shows here at ESPN Chicago. So what are you going to do, Bears fans, if they do go in this direction and the number one pick is going to be a quarterback? Are you going to burn your jerseys? You're going to stop going to Bears games, going to stop investing in watching the Chicago Bears. Listen, what is happening here is not, is not in our hands, Cap. This is a decision of the general manager. Ryan Poles and the Bears look at this and say, do we pass up on the quarterback class twice? And then if we, if we don't and we go with the quarterback, how much of a leap can they make? And that's the whole object of this thing. Three to seven wins to the next leap, the next step. Look, we've been clear for a long time that we think they are going to upgrade, attempt to upgrade, until he proves it. it's an attempt, Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. But if you are only aligned with Justin, then you're not a Bears fan. If Justin is retained and they trade the pick, I'm still cheering for the Bears, and I hope Justin becomes the next Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if it does, that's my team. I grew up on that team, and I'll die on that team. I get these people all the time. How are you going to deal with it if they don't trade Justin? Um, I'm a Bears fan. And I ride or die with Poles. And if Ryan Poles says the best thing for us is this, and it's keeping Justin. Okay. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah, You'll be judged on that decision. Just like he'll be judged 
Justin goes somewhere else as an all-pro, and Caleb's a bust, or Drake May, whoever he takes. Let's go. I'm a Bears fan. But I believe the best thing for the Bears is to draft Caleb Williams. Yeah. You know, people will hear what they want to hear, and that's fine. I'm, uh, I know you're hearing me, and I know that the majority of our listeners are hearing. Mm-hmm. So, but when I say that I'm, I'm happy for the Chicago Bears, the direction that they're going, I'm happy that they're going in this direction, that they're trying to grow the team. You know, I'm a Bears fan first. Before Justin Fields was born, I was a Justin Fields fan. And whatever happens with this team, however they're going to grow it, hopefully it grows in the right direction. But the one thing that I also will say is that if Justin Fields is traded, I'm going to root for Justin Fields too because I remember how excited that I was when he was drafted, how we all were excited. We talked on the phone that night. I was on vacation in Florida. Yeah. And I brought an iPad to dinner. Hon, I got to watch the draft. And I, we got who? Justin Fields. I set it outside at a restaurant in Florida, and there's like 20 tables, and 10 of them were Chicago people. Yeah. What? People are high five. I was so excited. Yeah. I'm disappointed we're at this place, but we are. Yeah. I just, you know, but, but again, it's, it's kind of like we look forward to what's next. And you can't be going after everybody that you listen to on the radio and say, I can't. Man, they're trying to push him out of town. It, no, it's going to be Ryan Poles. What are you going to do? You're going to not listen to Ryan Poles or stop being a Bears fan because they're going to make a move that they think is best for the team? It's just nonsense. It's, it's childish in a lot of ways. It, is. it really is. It, it, but I'm, I'm putting my line in the sand right now. And that is that if you are going, if you think that Justin Fields should stay, that's no problem. But the idea that Justin Fields gets traded if that happens and then you get mad at Poles or you get mad at us because of what Ryan Poles did, think about that scenario. It doesn't make sense. He's going to do what's best for the team. That's what matters. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. We go to the phone lines to talk to you. We say hello to Nesby in Farmington Hills, Michigan, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Nesby, good morning. What's up, Nesby? Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing this morning? We're good, man. How are you, brother? Thanks for checking in. Good to hear. Good to hear. I'm good, man. Hang it in there. Uh, what I'm going to do is something that Hoodie, uh, it, I, I wish I could replay that clip over and over and over again. I'm going to do the same thing that Hoodie stated. If they do go this route and trade Justin Fields and we end up with Caleb Williams, I'm going to give him grace. Something that a lot of Bears fans didn't do when Justin came and it was gutted. I'm going to give Caleb grace. If we take an ugly Packers loss the first time we play the Packers, our fans going to turn on him and call the kid a bust and everything else. I'm going to give him grace because I know that the kid has to learn. There is a learning curve. Same thing that Hoodie keeps touching on. It's going to take time, folks. It's going to take time. Give the kid grace and let's see what he becomes. See, the difference between Cap and I regarding this, Nesby, is like Cap believes that the Bears are on the precipice to get into the playoffs. And I say that because it's Shane Waldron and his offense, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that when you have a young, if it's going to be a young quarterback back there, it's not just magic that all of a sudden he becomes, you know, this great quarterback. It takes time. Offensive line, weapons, everything else. Absolutely. I totally agree. And this is why I tell people to be careful with those generational things that they're throwing out. You're putting a lot of pressure on this kid. A lot. By saying he's generational, this, that, and the third. When they keep doing this, people are going to expect generational results and not be realistic with this. Well, he just needs to tune out all the noise. But 
You know better than anybody, Nesby, that the Justin Fields fan club out there has not been fair to Caleb Williams either. They have not. Because they've been out there, this kid's this, this kid's that, because they were holding on trying to keep Justin here. Ryan Poles is going to do not what Nesby wants, not what I want, not what you want. He's going to do whatever he thinks is best for the franchise because this is his life. This is his legacy. That's correct. If he blows this pick and the Bears are 5-11, and 5-12 with a bad team and they don't turn it on, he's getting fired. And he knows that. He said that. He's been comfortable with it. Hey, man, that's part of the deal. So... Make the best decision for the football team, period. Nesby, we appreciate the telephone call. Now you Thanks, Nesby. Nesby leaves the line open, 312-332-3776, our phone number. Biloxi, Mississippi, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Jay on Cap and Jay Hood. Jay, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? What's up there, brother? How are you? Just want to start with a bear down. Bear yes, down. This is my thing. Everybody's trying to find the net. It's Patrick Mahomes. But you got to remember, Kansas City was set up before they drafted Mahomes. Mm-hmm. They had a solid number one, a reliable number two, and a tight end across. They could go across the middle for him. We got to trade the pick. We got to build the team up. Even if Justin Fields fails this next year, whoever we pick up later will have weapons. They are not trading that pick. A brother can dream. <laughs> but, but Jay, let me ask you a question. Well, there it is. Did you want Eberflus to, did, did you want them to upgrade the head coach this offseason? This is my thing with that. When we started out losing every game, yes. When he started calling the defense, we got Montez Sweat. I could see the direction the team was going. Okay, do you want to upgrade left tackle, or do you want to upgrade center, or do you want to upgrade safety? My point is, why are we cool with upgrading? we got to upgrade offensive coordinator, get Luke Getze out of here, but no one wants to try and upgrade quarterback if the GM says, that's the best quarterback prospect I've seen in a long time. Why are we so anti-upgrading? I'm not a... We need a center. We need guards. We do, we but we also technique. need a big-time quarterback. And in year going into year four, I'm not sure we're ever going to have that. I want to chase – the hashtag is chase greatness. That's what I want. Yes. I don't believe Justin's great. Yeah. Solid. I never said he's a bad player. Yeah. I believe this kid has a chance if the infrastructure, the coaching, the development, everything falls into place. You're going to get lucky and be blessed with something we've never seen. That's fine, Cap, but just remember one thing. Understand this. Look over here. Lock in with me. Understand this. A brother can dream. 312-332-ESPN-332-3776, our phone number. That's what Jay wants. And by the way, that's not not a rare opinion. The feeling that the Bears should get out of one, get out of that sweepstakes. It was talked about on on a sportsmanlike before we came on the air between 5 and 7. Canty and Cohen were talking about this morning. The thing is, uh, do you feel like Poles is uncomfortable at one? Would he rather be not take any of the smoke and just be at two? No, he wants this. He controls the draft. 
I'm, I don't want to be part of the draft. I'm going to get out of one. I'm going to go down to two because I can't take the smoke. No. No, you want the smoke. Oh, my you, goodness. You built it to this. If you had said to him when he was on his tour of interviews, and you remember, we talked about it the other day, George was able to meet him at the airport and convince him to not get on the plane to Minnesota. Take the job. And they hired him. If I had said to him as he's on the tour of interviews, hey, man, you're going to have the number one pick two straight years. You're going to have $90 million in cap space after you restructure and after your second year. Yeah. You're going to win seven games in year two. You're going to have the shot of the shots. Remember, we have the audio. we got to play it again today of Sean Payton before he took the Broncos job. They're going to put a lottery in because of kids like Caleb Williams. That's how good this guy is. I mean, I mean, Canty was talking about this morning. Did Poles want to trade? Uh, Do you believe that Ryan Poles, general manager of the Chicago Bears, went to the combine hoping someone would blow him away with an offer? Yes, I absolutely do. Now, I'm not saying that he's not going to take a quarterback because I do think that all three of those quarterbacks would be ahead of Justin Fields in terms of the upside, but also when you consider the benefits of having a quarterback on a rookie deal. So I, I, I would probably say that those players give the Bears a better chance to win over the next two or three years than Justin Fields does, especially if you got to pay him $45, $50 million a year. So, yeah, if you're Ryan Poles, you want somebody to give you an attractive trade package, but you don't want to have to move down so far where you don't have a chance to get one of those top three quarterbacks. Thoughts there from Chris Canty. Completely disagree, and I love Canty. It's, not, not, it's just not true. It's not a reality. Poles is ta- as long as... The background work finishes strong, and they've done, quoting Albert Breer, a crap load of work already on this kid. Mm-hmm. If all of it checks out and his medicals check out, they're taking that kid, and there is no offer he will accept. Now, Poles has said in the past, I had to be blown away to be able to get out of that number one pick. He said this last year. He may, had a quote this year saying the same thing. No, he However, said, I, I had to be blown away to take a quarterback of any kind. Wasn't that the quote? I think that was the quote. I'll take, I'd have to be blown away to take a quarterback. That was last year. And this year. Yeah. He said that, I think that season-ending press conference. It's kind of the same thing, though. Is that like I had to be blown away to, be get, to get myself out of the number one slot. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. Like last year, he that pick was for sale from day one. Mm-hmm. He was not a big Bryce Young guy. They thought C.J. Stroud's a good prospect, but I got to fix a lot on this team. He likes to say that it's almost it's almost a, a, a crutch where he always says I got to be blown away. No, nothing's changed there. I saw you know the the deal from yesterday in terms of leaning one way or the other. You know, I think that's always been the case. We've always leaned that way because Justin did some really good things. I'm excited about where his game's going to go. Um, but at the same time, when you sit in our situation at one overall, you have to do your due diligence. You have to investigate everything. you got to spend time with those guys just to make sure we're making the right decision. Um, what's important to me, and I think everyone knows me by now and how uh, I want to treat our players, We'll be in communication with Justin along the way just to make sure that, you know, he knows what we're doing and nothing's a surprise to him. Blown away. 312 That was this year or last year? This year. That was this year. This is last year's cut? Yeah, this is during the combine last year. That's what it was. Right, because he was more effusive about Justin there. I was like, I didn't hear that. When he said, I, Justin did some really good things. I'm excited about his future. He didn't say that this year. 
312-332-3776 is our telephone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air as we talk to you about Leap Day. What's the big leap for the Chicago Bears in your view? Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Checkmate one six. Lambert. Suppression on target. That's why I see him in the shot. Shot or no shot with Cap and J Hood on ESPN one thousand and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in the shot. Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN one thousand and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. On this Deal Breakers Thursday, now time for Shot or No Shot, and it's brought to you by... Heavy ESPN bet, my friend Jonathan, now live in Illinois. Sign up today, New users get $100 in bonus bets with any sportsbook bet. We say good morning to Shea W. North. Good morning, boys, on a Thursday. Deal Breakers Thursday. Deal Breakers coming up, 835. Very exciting stuff. How are we feeling? Good, man. We're excited. Does anyone else feel like a Justin Fields trade is imminent? Yes, like, like by the end of this week, imminent. I think I think this week, sure. It just it just to me, I didn't think anything was going to happen yesterday. Ryan Paul speaking to the media, talking, he made his media rounds. I think at some point this week or early next week, we'll hear some news. There, there was something interesting. I want to start shot or no shot with it. Yesterday, the Justin Fields next team odds on sports books hmm. vanished. Poof, goodbye, gone. This morning, I checked DraftKings. And I, they typically put up next team stuff. So I went to their next team tab. Justin Fields odds back up. And Atlanta is now a minus 425 favorite. Means you got to bet $425 to win 100. Bet. He, the prohibitive favorite. Fields is a Falcon. Shot or no shot. He will be traded before the combine ends. Okay. Let me see if I can get this to convince you. Justin Fields with the Brown Brothers podcast. Atlanta would be tough. The only con of going back home is just people hitting my phone crazy. Yeah. You know, wanting tickets to the game. But, I mean, I think think they got a lot of playmakers on the team. And, um, of course, Bijan. They got my boy Kyle. And then, of course, Drake, too. Um, They probably need one more receiver. But um, they definitely got some guys over there. And their defense was good this year, too. They had a good defense last year. Yeah. Last year and and this year, yeah. Jesse went crazy this year. Oh, my God. Shot. He broke it down. You know. Yeah, I mean, nobody talks openly. The GM, and we want to do right by him if we do this. And Justin talking about going home. That's my boy. They need probably one more wide receiver. Who breaks it down? What is he, Field Yates? Broke it down. Correct. He knows exactly. Like, it's not saying that he doesn't. Of course he knows the league, Cap. I'm just saying, like, you know, he seems like he has some tabs in Atlanta. He says people are going to hit his, his phone up like crazy. Wait a minute. How many family members does he have in Atlanta? I mean, the whole family? Like, yeah, like he's from Georgia. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, 30 people, 40 people? I mean, I mean he went to high, all the people he went to high school with. They all start calling, man. Hey, you're home. Can I get some tickets? Leave he me can, alone. He can afford it. Leave me alone. Yeah, he's fine. I, I say I would say that that's the favorite. Steelers. No, any news about the any no any Patriots news? Any uh, Patriots news on uh, Justin? I don't think they're trading for Justin. How about Luke Getzey and the Raiders? You just want the the belly laugh of that. Oh, you, you don't God. really want to see that. You just want to say, "Oh man, yeah." I would love to have like a listening device at a cult meeting for Justin if he gets traded to the Raiders, like. Oh, I'm back with my guy Getzy. What will they say then? He, 
Fields gets what Getsy, and it works this time. That'd be oh a, god, that'd be amazing. Oh god, no. <laughs> AFC Player of the Week Justin Fields threw for three hundred sixty-five yards. Fade to black. The Bears now five and ten. What? <laughs> oh no! And this just in: the Raiders move to thirteen and two. Oh, Justin minus eleven hundred for the MVP. Oh my God, no! I, I don't want to do those shows. I'll say it. I think <laughs> it might be good content. I don't want to do them. Listen, can I just tell you something? We're going to tell you right now. We're calling it right now. We're in sales. MCs upstairs. Danny Zetterman. If Fields is in Vegas and he starts to roll, Cap and I are doing shows in Vegas. Justin, sit down between us. We're live at the Bellagio. <laughs> Please sit on down. Please. Live from Circa. Uh, Cap Hood, it's not in the budget. I don't care. Get Out. it done. See you later. We're going. I don't know about you. We're on a plane. So long. <laughs> <laughs> Shay, come on. We're going. We're going, uh, we're going to see Justin in Vegas. Could you wow. imagine? Luke Getze, our special guest here. We're going to oh, move shot, no shot. Luke Getze, the fine offensive coordinator for the Raider. Please sit down, sir. You got screwed in Chicago. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, just do the whole 180. <laughs> just, Luke, we know it wasn't a good situation. But Vegas, <laughs> the weather, let me tell you, how often are you at the tables? Just be honest. This is like just breaking it down. <laughs> Could you imagine, Shane, uh, you standing there enjoying it right there, Getsy and Fields? I, I would be sitting with my head in my hands, oh, I think. That would be so much fun. I don't want to live in that parallel universe, buddy. I don't. It just, okay. be that would be hilarious. God, God forgive us that we have some fun, you know? I, listen, I think the content would be fun. I'm just saying I don't want to do it. You know what would be more fun to me is if he got traded to Vegas and that team was going to 5-10 and 10 and we were 13-2 and two here. That would be more fun for me. No. Shay. <laughs> Could we still go to Vegas if they're 5-10? and 10? Go ahead. Do they play each other? <laughs> I have to look at the schedule. Uh, the Bears are once again deploying some unusual tactics at the Combine. Yesterday, they gave UCLA edge rusher Leatu Latu the choice between throwing darts and playing putt-putt. Latu opted for darts because he, quote, sucks at golf and hopes the Bears see his competitive spirit in choosing that. Shot or no shot, this is actually a valuable scouting gimmick. It's a way to relax, guys. Yes. Guys are already nervous. They're walking in. It's their first meeting. And I don't want to say anything wrong, but I want to, I don't want to come off stiff. And This is a way to break the ice. Yes, this is a very valuable thing that most teams do. Yeah, I think that is a, a shot. I, I know that on the service side, playing games, is that really? No, it's just getting the personality. Look, they're going to tell you all you need to hear because it's a job interview after all, Cap. They're going to just tell you what you want to hear. A lot of these guys, they've rehearsed it with their agent or their family and exactly the sound bites they want to give to every general manager, every uh, player personnel person. But imagine put him in a situation where it's like, here, darts or golf. Now, if it's my choice, I'm going darts. I'm going darts. And I'm telling Ryan Poles, stand behind me just in case. Just, just in, case I, in case I miss. I'm playing darts. And I'm sure he's, they're asking questions to a lot of these athletes while they're playing the game, like in the backswing of the golf, the putt-putt golf or darts. And I think that's fun. Is there a fun side of these guys? Sure. Yeah, it's, it, 
You try to put them at ease. Yeah. And they just have a conversation. Yeah. But I love there was a one. I don't remember who the player was. Okay, thanks for coming. He said, just letting you know, if you don't draft me, I will beat your ass. Oh. My God. Guys love that. Yeah. GMs love that. Yes. They like you to be you. They don't want you in a suit and tie coming in. Yes, sir. I'm just happy to be here. No, that's not what they're looking for. They want you to jump off the page. No, Shay, it's not the threat. He's, they're not actually punching the general manager in the face. They talk about on the field. That's what. That's, that's what correct. It's yes. like insane. If you don't draft me, well, I, the way I took it, Hoodie, if you don't draft me, you're going to die. That's going to be it for you. That'll be all. How do you think you got this job? How do you think Bri- uh, Brian Drew in <laughs> draft day, when he took the $100 and he mailed it back and said, save this, you're going to need it for when I win you the Super Bowl? Yeah. That's it. Your addiction to that movie, man. I mean. Oh, God. I love it. I may watch it tonight. You really got to. Boy. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I'll go start watching Love is Dead or whatever that show is called. <laughs> love is Blind. Love is Blind. Sorry. I had a wonderful time last night. I'm going to see Dune 2 tonight. Cap's going to be on the couch with a bottle of Jergens watching Draft Day. I didn't know there was Ju- <laughs> Dune 1. I never heard. Never saw. Check. Okay, we've been talking about teams taking leaps today in honor of Leap Day. I want to ask about the Cubs. After a season where they missed the playoffs by one game, went out, they added free agent uh, pitcher Shota Imanaga. They got Hector Neris, a reliever on a one-year deal. They brought back Cody Bellinger. Shot or no shot? The expectation for the Cubs should be nothing short of winning the NL Central. That's a shot. They got enough talent. They got a really good defensive team. They've got depth of starting pitching. They may not have, you know, an, an uh, Otani or a Betts or an Acuna Jr. or a Freeman, but they got a damn good team. So, yes, shot. Yeah, that's a shot uh, because I can't go back on my prediction from opening day from last year. I thought that this would be the team that would be able to add on and be able to cement themselves as a division champion. Now, here's the thing. I didn't know that the Cubs would come hat in hand, you know, looking for Bellinger and then not really add anything. The biggest splash still to date in the offseason is Craig Council. And I thought that the Cubs would be able to add on. I had no idea that there would be a hiring freeze for a lot of these teams in Major League Baseball. I'll use that phrase because there's still good talent that's out there looking for a job. And as is, I think the Cubs are good enough to get to the playoffs, but they still need to add more. The offense is still just not enough for them, for me, to think that they're going to make a deep run. But I'll stick with my guns. I think that the expectations and what I feel is that the Cubs are going to make the playoffs this year. You called it a year ago. I think, well, I mean, still, it's, I mean, jury's still out, Cap. I'm just saying, like, I just thought, well, here's the thing. I was armed with the knowledge, or at least the belief, that the Cubs would add more than just, all right, Bellinger, come on back. And then, oh, we're going to pay through the nose for the manager. Nothing wrong with playing kids. I, don't want, to get, I want to make sure that that doesn't get lost in the sauce. I understand what, what counsel and you are saying about playing young players. However, the veterans get you over. They do. The veterans are able to make that push. When you need to be able to, you feel like you are on the precipice of getting the playoffs, it's nothing like a good veteran in September or two, pitching and offense, to get you where you need to be. And I just think the Cubs need more of that. I just, I, I'm, I'm still wondering about first and third for the Cubs. Nothing against the second baseman and shortstop with Horner and, uh, and Swanson, 
And would Bellinger well, could bring back? Well, Bellinger can play first. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing, too, as an old-school baseball guy. I want my guy to play the majority of the time in the position that he's given. Didn't like Bryant all over the field when Bryant was here. Left, right, third, first. Uh, see, I love that. No, that's not baseball, pal. That's a utility man. He's that many trio. Baseball has changed. And when you have the ability to play multiple positions, it makes you a very dangerous person. And tired. Shay. All right, after shape, nearly... Man. No, like, like Mookie Betts, like, like, I mean, I can say Mookie Betts, he's all over the diamond. I get and that. And now he's playing second. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I'm just saying. Go ahead, Shay. After nearly a week of hand-wringing about court storming, yep. Kyle Filipowski took the floor last night despite sustaining a knee injury when he stuck his leg out in front of a Wake Forest fan. Filipowski never got imaging done on the knee, which... John Shire initially called a sprained ankle, then changed to a knee injury and never did any imaging or checked him out. Filipowski went out, played, got 10 boards, 6 assists to go with 9 points and a blowout win over Louisville. Shot or no shot, Filipowski faked the whole thing. No, I don't think he faked the whole th- the thing. He was limping off the court. I just don't think it was a really bad injury. He didn't fake anything. That's stupid. Hoodie. What about the imaging, though? They didn't have any MRI? They didn't no, even no know what part of his leg was hurt. He got banged around in a scrum. He's okay. Sprained? Sprained something. Strained? Yeah, he's a little banged up, that's all. Boy, it would no be very hoodie, it would be very unduke like to come up with a story after a bad <laughs> loss, wouldn't it? Same school where their coach used to randomly contract diseases after they lost a road game Aww. in conference. Oh no. Coach K's gotta take some time off. They just lost to NC State. <laughs> Damn. Oh my God. It would just be very unduke like to come up with a story to distract from a bad loss, wouldn't it? That's a shot. That's a shot. You're better than that. That's so funny. But think about listening to his not. nonsense. You know me better than to suggest I am better than that. Don't listen to his nonsense. No, but it's funny because Cap and I are looking. At, it's funny how people watch the same thing and come up with a different opinion. I'm looking at that that same film and Cap is slowing it down, and I see Philip Philipowski putting his leg out there to either protect himself or to trip a Wake Forest fan. Either way, the leg was out there, and I thought because he had the forearms out and the leg out, he was like, "Okay, someone's coming. I'm gonna." I'm going to move this guy out of the way. I'm going to whatever. Whatever happened, there was contact. Now, what, apparently no injury because he was spry enough to be able to get those, those rebounds. Seems like it, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Those legs were fine for the rebounds. What happened there? I thought he'd take a, a day off or two, Cap, after that. A couple of games. Looks like he's fine. Thank you. He Gutty, he played through it. Oh, please. You guys are unbelievable. But like you said, no MRI. He faked it. Ah! <laughs> I'm telling you. It's a miracle. John Shire saw him limping off the field a little bit. He's like, you good? He's, yeah, I just got to walk this off. And Shire's like, I got an idea. <laughs> you, you sprained your ankle. We're going to make this about That's the court shot. storm. Everybody will forget we lost. That's a shot. They used to do that in the NFL. You got to fake the injury for the timeout. Yes. The TV timeout. Yeah, Hawkinson did it this year. Fall down. Remember on a primetime game, they had Hawkinson running up the field, and all of a sudden, you see uh, the coach, what's his name, Kevin O'Connell, go down, Hawk grabs his hamstring. Oh, no. (laughs) 
I mean, I mean, Q from the South Side, he faked it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. All right, we got around the NFL right around the corner on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and J Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Nick Bowles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean... What's the answer you're looking for on these things here? And now it's time to go around the NFL on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. I'd like to remind you, we have deal breakers coming your way at 835. Around the NFL, here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right, some news out of the combine. The rumors keep uh, coming in fast. Hot. Got some Patriots news this morning. About an hour ago, reports. Patriots heavily leaning towards drafting a quarterback with the number three pick in the draft. How's that make you feel? It's what they should do. You're probably getting Jaden Daniels. Or Drake May, one or the other. Most likely one or the other. You know, bringing up Jaden Daniels, another thing on my sheet here, uh, coming out of the combine yesterday, reports some executives believe Jaden Daniels is the number one quarterback in this draft. Caleb Williams, not the consensus number one overall, people assumed. I think it was Ian Rappaport on NFL Network yesterday saying there are select executives who believe Jaden Daniels is the number one quarterback. Yeah, again, it's lying season. I don't know if I believe all that. I don't I, I don't believe it. Now, you can make your declaration and your prediction at this point in time and say, here's who I think in three years is going to be the best quarterback out of this group. You could do that. And again, that's just a hypothesis, if nothing else, Cap. But I mean, Jaden Daniels, at this point in time, that is not the best quarterback coming out. I don't care what happens in the combine or the interviews. Caleb Williams is the best quarterback today that's out of this draft for me. And I, and I love Drake May. I told you that at the time. Today being the operative word. Today. Correct. Yeah. Because if you go back... Patrick Mahomes went to the perfect situation and developed and sat and the whole deal. He was not the number one prospect when they entered this portion. The workouts, everything rocketed him up Kansas City's draft board, and that's where he ended up, and he's the best. Yeah. So there's different times you can use that terminology. Shay. Uh, we got some rule change proposals. The 49ers and Eagles are among six teams that are submitting a proposal to move the trade deadline from week 8 to week 10. I think this would be phenomenal for the sport. I've always said it makes no sense that your trade deadline comes before you're halfway through the year. When teams are evaluating still where they are, what they need to do, move it back a little bit so teams have a clearer picture. Are we really in the playoff hunt? Can we try to go add? Or is it time to let go of some pieces and, and try to get the highest pick that we can? Moving it to week 10, I think, creates a lot more intrigue and a lot more fluid market. I'd be cool with moving it 100%. I want more activity. Uh, to be clear, Shay, that is the first week in November. If that's week 10. Uh, it sounds it. right. I was, I was doing like a quick count. 
I think that's... First or second, yeah. Yes. It'd be a mid-November trade deadline, I think. Okay. I would love that. Yeah, think about it. You still got another month plus of football. But if you have it in November, Cap, so you've gone through September, October, through the first couple of months, and now it's like, okay, what else can we add? Or we're out of it. Let's kind of unpack this thing. We know it's not going in the right direction. So week eight, week ten... I just think that it's just more destination, um, a destination date for the NFL. For people to look at this week or that particular date, circle it and like, this is the day. Just more acclaim for the NFL. Yeah, I liked it. Ten weeks in, you go, oh, God, we lost our quarterback or we lost it. We got a really good team here. Yeah. Let's make a move. Week eight, a little early for me. Yeah. Think about the difference. Like week eight, you're three and five and you feel like you still have a shot. Week 10, you're three and seven. You don't have a shot anymore. They're feeling a little more dead. Yep. And you might be a little more uh, encouraged to move pieces. Like, I think a lot of teams hold on to pieces they would trade if the deadline were a couple weeks later. By doing this, I think we'd see more trades. And I think that's better for everybody. All right. What else do we have? I want to ask about Russell Wilson. He's been all over the news this week. Said he would like to be back in Denver. <laughs> but... He will sign a vet minimum contract elsewhere if it comes to it. And then Sean Payton basically said, you're not coming back here, pal. Don't even think about it. What is going on with Russell Wilson? Why can he not just move on? Understand it's done in Denver. You're going to go somewhere else. Yeah, I don't understand why they seem so opposite in their perspectives. Because I watched him on the Brandon Marshall podcast and... Well, he tried to spin that he'd go back there, and you're right. Sean Payton basically slammed the door. No, moving on. Out. It's surprising. But where does he go? Give me a spot where he's got issues in the room. Hoodie has detailed these dramatically where, oh, man, I didn't know he had an office there and an assistant. And then Sean Payton gets the job and goes, he has what? At the press conference. You remember this. Oh, yeah. What do you think about Russell having an office up there? A what? Yeah, that won't be happening. Uh, Russ, pack your stuff. Out. So, it's amazing. You know the landing spot. You know. Yes. He's a stealer. Yes. Could you? (laughs) Tomlin's going to rein that garbage in. And when you're on a veteran minimum contract, you don't garner the respect that you do when you're $260 million. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Broncos country. That's right. But again, that guy who's who's covered the Steelers for decades, Uh Peter King talked about him. Jerry Dulac said, Tom told him, this is Kenny Pickett's job. We're not bringing anyone in here to start. Okay. We'll see. I don't, I mean... I Russell think, Wilson competing with Kenny Pickett for the starting gig. Wilson would beat out Kenny Pickett if there was head up, face to face. No doubt, but it doesn't sound like uh, Tomlin wants to do that. You saw what you just did there, uh, Hood. What's that? Wilson Pickett. I did. Say, I did do that. <laughs> That's I did, funny. I did do that. <laughs> Wilson Pickett, man. I, I I think that it would work. I think that Russell Wilson with the Steelers, Steelers would be over five hundred. It would be because, listen, from the beginning, I told you, Cap, that there was a disconnect between Peyton and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson wanted to do things his way. And, and you know, I'll make a quick parallel. So Brady and Belichick, we talked about this a couple of days ago, right? Like Brady left New England and Shea agrees with me that, hey, you know, 
You make my job so difficult, Bill. I know that you're demanding. I know it's a patriot way from your standpoint. That's fine. But could you just give myself, um, you know, a wide receiver that I could depend that I could work with, like an all-world difference-making wide receiver? No, we'll just give you whoever you put on the roster. You just have to win with what we have. You got Gronk as a tight end. He's great. But the rest of it, you just have to work it out. Okay. So the same thing with, I think, Russell Wilson. After all his time with, with uh, Pete Carroll, there was fatigue between the two. Russell Wilson thought, I go to Denver, I can kind of do my own thing. Because Pete Carroll had a certain way in Seattle as well. And I think that Russell Wilson said, okay, I'm going to go to Denver. I feel like now it's my team. And, oh, God, here comes Sean Payton. Okay, Sean Payton is demanding. He wasn't just the friendly face he saw on TV. That guy has standards and championship standards because you saw him with Drew Brees. He was able to win in more Bun New Orleans and keep that thing afloat for a long time with Drew Brees, an underachieving quarterback. 5'11", 6-foot quarterback that got to a Super Bowl championship. Those two butted heads because Sean Payton says, if I'm back in the NFL, we're going to do things my way. And so the whole problem with that situation was Sean Payton, he didn't have Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, didn't have Pete Carroll. That's the difference. And now it just did not work. So that's why, and I just texted my guy because I have not, I know we've talked about this a couple of times. I don't think that that's going to happen. I mean, Russell Wilson might want to come back to Denver, but I don't think that's happening. I'll I'll double check it, but I don't think so. Who else if it's not Pittsburgh? Bears. No shot. <laughs> no? Is that, I mean, is there a, a clear-cut landing spot where he comes in as the starter? Vegas, maybe? But they could, but they would probably prefer to go to Cousins. I... No, it does not sound like that because Antonio Pierce spoke yesterday. He wants something new. He wants to draft a player. Yeah, he said he doesn't want a Band-Aid. Is Mayfield going back to Tampa? Sounds like it. Mm. Huh. You just wonder what the fit is. And, like, maybe it's Minnesota if they do draft someone they don't want him to start in right away and Cousins does get signed elsewhere. Maybe they're the team that goes and gets yeah. Russ. Minnesota would be an interesting one. It's yeah. a good pick. Vegas, Antonio Pierce. What does he know? It's because he's from Compton. He doesn't know how to be a Raider. Oh, for wow. those who don't know, Mike Lombardi with some comments about new Vegas Raiders head coach. Damn. I told you that the, might, that the might last to to time we brought that guy's name up. Yeah. When he speaks, you're all dumber. Well, what kind of comment is that? You know what, Shay? This guy go in the folder on Friday for those that missed it. People have got to hear that. That is that is so uh, bad. I, we might as well bring it up now. What is he talking uh, we about? Got, we, you know, it sounds better with the sound. What, what, Holy cow, I mean, that commentary. I, I read it on on social media. Mike Lombardi saying that about Antonio I Pierce. I came in there. I said to you yesterday, did you see these Lombardi comments? I mean, what, what kind of comment is that? Talk about sour grapes. Just Yeah, because his two sons got let go by the Raiders. I'm talking about Lombardi. I mean, really? What does he know about the Raider way? He's from Compton. Did you see that, Jay Moore? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it don't make sense. It doesn't. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly what we thought, right? Not a surprise. Mike Lombardi. All right. You know what's coming up? It's a Deal Breakers Thursday. Deal Breakers is right around the corner. Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports.